This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network. John Lott, Ph.D., author of The War on Guns, Arming Yourself Against Gun Control Lies. This is going to be the battle of the next four years, uh, perhaps. Uh, And we are dangerously close to uh, losing our Second Amendment right. And uh, John is here to talk about it, talk about his uh, new book. And he just told me off the air, this is the best book he has written on the subject. If you know who John Lott is, that is saying a lot because you are the best writer on gun control. Thank you. Oh, no. Well, thank you for having me here. I appreciate it. So um, we were talking just as you came in just a few minutes ago a little bit about... um, uh, the laws that are being written now, we're about to lose our rights to uh, guns in any reasonable way just by the little bits and pieces that are being written around, all the little common sense that make it will make it impossible for you to even put a bullet in a gun. Right. Well... Up until now, the Supreme Court's been protecting us in terms of saying at least they couldn't completely ban guns. And so what Democrats have largely been doing is just by putting taxes and fees and other regulations that make it difficult for people with guns, particularly the most vulnerable people in our society, poor minorities who live in high-crime urban areas, are the ones who are particularly being disarmed as a result of this. You know, in Washington, D.C., when the president talks about He doesn't want to try to make it difficult for law-abiding citizens to own guns. In D.C., it costs $125 for you to transfer a gun from one person to another. They may not stop you or I from being able to go and get a gun to be able to go and defend ourselves. But some poor black who lives in a high-crime urban area, it may stop them from being able to legally obtain a gun to protect themselves and their families. The background check system that is constantly being touted, I don't think people realize who it stops from being able to go and buy guns. It's a complete mess, the current system. When Hillary Clinton says there are 2.4 million prohibited or dangerous people that have been stopped from buying guns because of background checks, that's a lie. What she should say is that there have been 2.4 million initial denials and that virtually all of those are, are mistakes. Law-abiding citizens who simply had names similar to someone that they wanted to stop. You know, one analogy... Holy cow. One analogy I'd give you is, you may remember the late Senator Ted Kennedy. There was five times that he was on the no-fly list. Well, he had a name similar to somebody that was on the list, and he was stopped from flying. Would we count that as five times we stopped a terrorist from flying? Presumably not. But that's essentially the way they count that 2.4 million, because about 99% of those are people who simply have names similar to a felon or somebody else that we want to stop from buying a gun. And 
it's racist in terms of the way it's set up because people tend to have names similar to others in their racial group. Hispanics have names similar to other Hispanics. Asians have names similar to other Asians. Blacks tend to have names similar to other blacks. So when you have 30% of black males in the United States being legally forbidden from owning guns because of past criminal history, who are they most likely to have their names be similar to? It's going to be other law-abiding, good black males who may need a gun to protect themselves and their families. And so, you know, uh, uh, I could give you so many examples that I give you in, in the war on guns. I'll just give you one. In 2013, when they were passing the expanded background check rules in Colorado, I had some legislators who called me up. And I had a suggestion to put up an amendment that would exempt people below the poverty level from having to pay the new state tax on transferring guns. With the exception of two pro-gun Democrats, every other Democrat in the state house voted against exempting people below the poverty level from having to pay the new tax. <laughs> how, many, how, ma- how many taxes can you think of that Democrats would fight tooth and nail against exempting people below the poverty level from having to pay? Something similar happened in Maryland where... Uh, in 2013, they passed licensing and registration rules for handguns. It costs about $250 now to license and register a handgun in Maryland. The Republicans there tried to put up an amendment that would exempt people below the poverty level from having to pay those, those new taxes and fees. The Democrats, which controlled two-thirds of the House and Senate there, wouldn't even let the amendment come up for a vote. And you just see that type of thing. Those are just a couple examples. I mean, it seems to me that there's, I've come to believe that they push these rules the way they do in order to disarm people, in order to just make it particularly that the poor people in our country have the most difficult time defending themselves, even though they're the most likely victims of violent crime and need. Every time they talk about, uh, you know, uh, automatic weapons, First of all, they're extraordinarily rare. They're extraordinarily difficult to get. They're extraordinarily expensive. You can't, I mean, you need a legal team to make sure that you're in compliance all the time. I have a license to have automatic weapons. But it is so complex, no one without a fleet of attorneys is going to be able to afford any of that. And yet... They make it seem like just anybody can walk in and buy a, a, an automatic weapon. No, they've, they've made it impossible for anybody at the lower end of the economic ladder to be able to have one. In the United States, not one of the mass public shootings has involved an automatic weapon. You know, they use those terms. They make people think that that's what they're talking about when they're talking about so-called assault weapons. Yes. You know, in Europe where even semi-automatics are banned in countries like France or Germany. There you see mass public shootings involving machine guns, but there's been none in the United States. Um, You know, I've been on, like, CNN State of the Union with Wolf Blitzer, and he refers to them as automatic weapons. I mean, here, somebody who's been covering this issue for decades. These New Yorkers have no idea, though. They have no idea. They're terrified of guns. They are weapons of war, clearly. But that's all they see them as. They've, they didn't grow up around them. They don't know what they are. Right. They have no interest in knowing. They find this a bizarre culture. Some of the most responsible people I know 
are the good NRA members. They're the most responsible. I agree. I mean, you look at concealed carry permit holders. We now have over 14.5 million concealed carry permits in the United States. And that doesn't even count the fact that there are 11 states where you don't need a permit to be able to go and carry. I can't find any other group in the U.S. population that's as law-abiding as these individuals are. They lose their permits for any type of firearms-related violation at thousands of one percentage point, and the vast majority of those are for trivial offenses. In Texas, the most likely firearms violation for permit holders is you forget to have your permit with you when you're carrying. Uh, You know, there's no threat. They get stopped. They simply, like some people forget their driver's license sometimes, you have a tiny, tiny fraction who forget to have their permit with them. Um, But, you know, police, I... Anybody who knows my research knows how important I think police are in reducing crime. I think they're the most important factor. But police are rarely convicted of firearms-related violations. But permit holders in Texas, for example, are convicted of firearms violations at one-seventh the rate that police are convicted. Oh, my gosh. So, you know, it's... um, uh, So, I mean, I agree with your statement about them being law-abiding. So... um you believe that we have to have Hillary Clinton as president of the United States? Oh, strongly. I've okay. been working night and day. Okay. Um, and do you think she's going to confront this head on as I'm going after the Second Amendment or she will just continue down this road? Well, I think, I, I think she's promised multiple times that she's going to appoint Supreme Court justices who are going to strike down what are called the Heller and McDonald decisions. The Heller decision in 2008 dealt with Washington, D.C. Washington, D.C. had rules that effectively banned any type of gun being used in self-defense. They had an outright ban on handguns, but then they also made it a felony. You could own a long gun, but it was a felony for you to actually put a bullet in the chamber of a rifle or to put a shotgun shell in a shotgun punished by five years in prison. Even if you were for self-defense in your own home? For any reason. So you could have it, but you could only use it as a baseball bat. Right. Right, exactly. And so uh, I think uh, the Supreme Court decision basically phrased it as you could throw the gun at somebody, but you couldn't actually fire it. And so the Supreme Court decision said, they were striking down D.C.'s rules because they said it effectively banned anybody from using any type of gun in any way for self-defense. And so that was a very narrow decision. And so if Hillary Clinton, she may say she wants to strike that down so that we can have reasonable regulations, well, the only regulation that dealt with was a complete ban. And so <laughs> if, if a complete ban is a reasonable regulation, right? I mean... What is left of the Second Amendment at that point if, they, if the government... Nothing. Is, right. Nothing. S- may I ask, have you thought through what happens if we lose the Second Amendment this way? What, what, what do people do? What happens? Well, I mean, we have seen what's happened before in Washington, D.C., in Chicago when we had gun bans. We saw huge increases in murder rates and violent crime. I have one chapter in the War on Guns where I look across countries, every place in the world that we have crime data, both before and after a gun ban, has seen an increase in murder rates. Often huge increases, six, seven, eight-fold increases in murder rates 
that start <clears throat> immediately after the ban goes into effect. You think out of randomness, there'd be once or twice where you would see murder rates go down. But in fact, every single time it goes up. And there's a simple reason for that. And that is when you pass these rules, who obeys them? It tends to be the most law-abiding. The ones who have the permit. Right. The yeah. ones. I mean, it, it literally is the cliche we talk about every time, right? Yeah. It, the ones who obey those laws are the law-abiding citizens anyway. The criminals, the criminals don't, don't care. What I'm asking you, John, care. is have you, I mean, I cannot imagine Texas, no matter what the Supreme Court says, I can't imagine some states, Texas being one of them, that doesn't say, to hell with you, I'm going to Texas, like Davy Crockett did. Right. Well, I mean, I'm sure there'll be some states who will fight against, you know, maybe the local police. Look, just I'll just mention generally, police are probably the strongest supporters of Second Amendment rights of any group in the country. You know, the Fraternal Order of Police, uh, Hillary Clinton just became the first presidential candidate to refuse to even ask for their endorsement, major presidential candidate. Wow. And uh, if you read their questionnaire... They had some amazing things that they wanted the presidential candidate to agree to. One was that uh, the presidential candidate would pledge that the Second Amendment was sacrosanct. That's their word, sacrosanct, that the Fraternal Order of Police used. And the other question that they had was that they wanted the presidential candidate to acknowledge that gun control had nothing to do with reducing crime. Obviously, Hillary wouldn't have felt comfortable with either of those. But, you know, there was a survey a few years ago by an organization called Police One, which is the largest private organization of police in the country. It has about 450,000 members. 380,000 are active full-time law enforcement. And among the questions it asked was, uh, do you think private ownership of guns uh, helps reduce crime? 76% of the police officers said that it was either extremely important or very important in terms of reducing crime. You know, and you look at their support for concealed carry or other things, it's like over 90% of uh, police officers nationwide think that very liberal concealed carry laws are important in terms of uh, reducing crime. John Lott is uh, with us. He is going to be on the show tonight at uh, 5 o'clock. You don't want to miss it. Only on the Blaze TV. Cannot recommend um, John Lott's books any higher. I mean, every person who believes in the Second Amendment needs to have a library of his books. This, according to John, is the best one he has ever written. The War on Guns, Arming Yourself Against Gun Control Lies, The War on Guns. Get it? Um, Because you need to be ready for the answers because um, uh, the, the attack is just about to really begin and get serious. John, thank you so much. Thank you. See you at 5 o'clock tonight, only on The Blaze TV. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com.